0: Why does Patrick Mahomes top our list of six quarterbacks who will bounce back big in 2024? It's time to break it down as we start another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com.
0: All right, Michelle, we are flipping into more off-season storylines. We're going to keep you smart here all throughout the off season. we are locked on fantasy football your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in league however you're playing fantasy football we're part of lockdown podcast network your team every day your fantasy football team every day as well today we're going to look at six quarterbacks that will bounce back from where they finished either an average fantasy football scoring in 2023 Or just overall scoring. Maybe they had some injuries. Maybe they had some issues keeping them away from scoring high. But these are players that I think if you would draft them in the same spot where you looked at last year, where they finished, you'd be kind of undervaluing them. These are guys that I think can go higher off the board and maybe some good values for you. And we'll do this for all the main positions. So we'll do quarterback today, come back with running back to close the week. We'll take Monday off for the holiday and then come back with wide receivers and tight ends, so a lot of good stuff to break down there. As we just get started here in the off season, this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKED ON all caps for twenty dollars off your first purchase. All right, Michelle. We kind of broke these guys down in tiers here for you, so we're looking look at those top QBs, the guys that we're looking at as potential starters, top 10, top 12 guys, and we're looking at those middle tier, and then we're getting a little bit deeper with those options. So I'll let you reveal your guy that uh, you like to shoot back up into a reliable fantasy football starter here in 2024.
1: Yeah, I think Kyler Murray is being overlooked as one of those top options that should go off the board. I think he has the same ceiling as Mahomes, as Allen, as Hurts. Like it- And he's not going to be drafted that high, which is nice. Like he's still going to be a middle round pick, not anything too cheap, but he's going to be one of my favorite values. He finishes the quarterback nine and fantasy points per game this year. He only played eight games, right? Was coming off the ACL tear, took him a while to come back. He scored over 20 points in four of those eight games. Another two of those games scored between 17 and 18 points. So he really only had two bad games. And that was again, coming off a super serious injury with a brand new head coach and in a new system that he's just learning without really any good wide receivers i mean marquise brown was his top wide receiver brown was dealing with injuries as well but i really think the cardinals will focus on getting him a true wide receiver one this year a they have a lot of cap space that they could use uh and they should even get more if they move it move on from buddha baker but then they also have a real shot at getting marvin harrison jr in the draft if they want him or maybe if he goes earlier than one of these top wide receivers right so they're going to add great weapons for him we know he's mobile he's going to get those rushing yards and a year also removed from the acl tear he should be moving more and we also just know he's a fantastic fantasy scorer so if he gets those weapons i expect him to get i expect him to be a top 3 quarterback uh in fantasy for next year
0: yeah i think the other thing is he's got to feel it more to run and get back into that i know he did run quite a bit last year, but he's kind of fickle about it, right? He wants to be known as a passing quarterback first, but the flow of this offense, as you mentioned, he not only learned the offense for the first time last year, didn't get a chance to play in it until well into the season. So he's got now a full off season where he's healthy and can operate in this offense and learn it. And you're right. There's a lot of upside. We know Trey McBride is a good start. Michael Wilson is not bad either. So you can build around those guys, right? I think you get the number one, maybe a number two in there. Really rebuild this receiving core well. And yeah, you're right about the draft because they have Marvin Harrison Jr. on the table, but it could be Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, any of these guys would be great in a Cardinals uniform and this is a very deep class of wide receivers so you'd expect some upgrades maybe dip the toes into free agency maybe get a veteran and a rookie top pick here to be weapons for Kyler Murray but I think you'll see a lot like the Browns right I mean they have the Browns style of offense that they borrowed so there were some upsides in that offense so we know the tight end is key in that, what they're doing, so I think playing off the running game, throwing downfield, and his ability to run as well, I think, yeah, he's a great choice here for a big rebound candidate. Now, my guy is the guy who just won his third Super Bowl, so this might seem like I'm laying it up here, but in fantasy, Patrick Mahomes had, did not have a good year, as all of you know, that Had him on your team and looking for those big, big, typical Patrick Mahomes numbers. He was a QB8 overall. Not too bad, right? Because he's durable and you can trust him in every game. QB12, however, that's not what you drafted him to put up for average scoring. No, you wanted top three potential top overall scoring at this position. Now, Mahomes, I think he's always going to be limited by the running because he's, as we've talked about, he's going to preserve his body and going to be more reluctant to run in the regular season as he is in the playoffs when everything is on the line. But look, this guy, this is, I think maybe going to be his worst year and that's it. Like he, he really turned it on in the playoffs. We saw what he could do in the Super Bowl. He had 300 passing yards with two touchdowns, can have that rushing upside when needed. So that is the real Patrick Mahomes. They had to find their way. Remember, I mean, last year they had a few veterans for the transition, but Rashi Rice was a rookie. They needed to figure him out at wide receiver. And then you had Travis Kelsey have a down year, not a lot of scoring. There's a bit of touchdown regression. There was an interception spike for him as well and not throwing for the big, big yards. So I think that all gets corrected here. They're not going to let Patrick Mahomes as their biggest investment have another down year. And we saw in the playoffs. Look, once he gets in a groove, he's going to get up and put up those numbers. So Look, it might seem like we're laying it up here in Patrick Mahomes, but there were some concerns, right? I mean, the receiving core was a concern. Now there's more free agency issues there at receiving positions, especially with Marquez Valdez-Cambling being a cut candidate. You have Sky Moore is not very good. They'll probably say goodbye to Miko Hardman, who had the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, and then Jarek McKinnon, who's a key receiver, also might be gone in free agency. So there are some things they're going to have to address Hope that Kelsey can still be elite at age 35, but look, Michelle, he's Patrick Mahomes. If he has a down year, he's going to be, I I guess you would never call him this, but I think he's a post-hype sleeper here because his hype was so big behind uh, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Now I think you'll actually see him get back to that level of being the QB3 overall.
1: I think it all depends on who they add for him. My biggest worry is that they just want two straight Super Bowls without really any weapons from a home. So if you're, you know, the management on this team or the owner, do you want to spend up and get them these weapons when it's like, well, we've been saving around here and it's been working, paying the defenders, you know? So that's my biggest worry, right? Is they have too much confidence in Mahomes. And I do think that hurts him for fantasy. I mean, we saw it this year. He also wasn't as high in 2022 also without Tyreek Hill. Travis Halsey, another year older. Like, if it's just Rasheed Rice, I love him, but that's not – I'm not going to feel really confident. And his touchdown spiking all the way back up is what we need. Like, even with the Chiefs having this great – Playoff run and Mahomes looking really good. Besides the Super Bowl, none of those would have been good fantasy days either. Like Mahomes, still Mahomes this year. He's making insane plays. It's just he was not throwing touchdowns. And maybe that bounces back and we can expect it if they add some weapons. But my, again, I said this before the Super Bowl, my biggest worry was that if the Chiefs ended up winning, they're going to say, well, it's worked the last two years. We're not going to get him anybody. But if they're smart and get him some weapons, just to help him out, make it even easier for him. Then, yeah, he'll bounce back with ease.
0: Yeah, the thing I'll counter is they've actually tried to get weapons for him, right? And they just haven't panned out. Canarius Tony was a first round pick. Yeah, maybe they should up- be
1: better at uh, taking wide receivers too. Well, because they'll, they'll they get took, better. Uh, they took Rice over. Uh, who wasn't there this year? That was well. I, I'm thinking of Sky Moore over George Pickens. Which yeah, yeah,
0: me. they they're. I think they'd miss more. They thought he could be a certain type of player. He didn't work on the slot, so that. Oh, I was he- going to say
1: they had two op- two chances to take Tank, tank Dell, and they just let him yeah. sit there. Tank Dell in this offense would have been so good. So I'm a little bit worried about their abilities to draft.
0: Oh, well, I I'm not. I mean, look at how they've stacked positions all across the board. I mean, this team the defense, is really, Yes, they're really good at drafting. Look, they're going to figure it out, and they're really good. Obviously, it. Figuring out what they need for Patrick Mahomes and Rashi Rice is a keeper. Kelsey's a keeper. That's a good baseline. And Marquez Valdez Scantling, they counted on him as a deep threat. He kind of disappeared. So maybe get yourself an opportunity to upgrade the deep threat that's there and kind of streamline it. Once they once they figured it out and he realized who he could trust out there he was in good shape. So like Tony, Sky Moore, they tried, it's gone. MVS, they tried to make it work for multiple years. That's not an issue anymore. So I think they understand the need for receiving help. I don't think they're going to ignore that here because again, they know Mahomes is their best asset in the end and they're going to keep trying to help him. And look, they might have to say goodbye to Jerry Sneed, Willie really Gay, somebody on the defense because of that, but look Mahomes is the number one priority on this team to keep them going and look they won the Super Bowl like that but I think when they're going for a 3 I think they would want to make it a little easier I don't think they want to be the number three seed again struggle a little bit have it go on the road in the playoffs so uh, I think that's the thing you're going to see and their schedule is very favorable by the way if a lot of uh, high scoring games that are potential then I talked about Joe Burrow and the Browns are on the schedule. The Ravens, the entire AFC North, those could be some high-scoring games. So I really think when you look at Mahomes, the environment overall is going to be better for him to produce, but we'll see. But Mahomes and Murray, just two guys that are just too good, I think, talent-wise, where you're not going to see that slip again if they're on the field. So we we can look a lot into Mahomes here in this offseason. We do have a couple more quarterbacks in the middle tier that we're going to look at for maybe having some – QB one upside here. So we really want to examine those players here and we will do that in our next segment. First, we have to hear from one of our fine sponsors. This episode of locked on fantasy football is sponsored by better help and better help is the best way that you can, take a spin for online therapy and if you haven't given therapy a shot it really is what you need when you get lost and you need a bit of roadmap in life and we can always feel like that where we just need to be able to get something off our chest big or small certain things can really start to get to you so it's important to let that out especially to someone who's unbiased in your life right now look i'm kind of frustrated that uh, football's over and uh, i i kind of tie everything to that. I love the season. I'm into it. So feeling a little withdrawal and trying to connect with other things in this world. And sometimes uh, it can be a lot more serious than that, right? Where we're looking to just to find our place and know our role and really know that we can be happy in that. So it's a good thing to explore online therapy. So you want to feel and you want to feel the best you can. And really better help and online therapy is going to help you feel like your best self. So check it out. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most have bigger problems, some have smaller, but anyone can help and guide you through them. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com/slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's better BetterHelp, help, better help h-e-l-p. Dot com slash locked on all right Michelle we had a little bit of debate over the first two guys uh, I did agree with your Murray pick we'll see about Mahomes but now we might have a little bit more debate here so let's start these are guys that have that Qb1 top 12 upside that are big names let's not uh, kid ourselves they both went to the same college so' I'll, I'll tease it that way. Michelle, you uh, revealed your rebound candidate here from this, and this is gonna be maybe my choice. Uh, I went in a little different direction, but I definitely agree with you on this.
1: Yeah. So mine's to Sean Watson. He's not going to ever be on any of my rosters, but I do think he will bounce back this year. I mean, his second season with the Browns, he didn't play very many games, right? I mean, it was short. He hasn't played very much with the Browns at all, but I will say in the few games that he did play this last season, it was better than the season prior. So Really, he played just five games this past season with even six pass attempts, right? So just looking at those, he had three really solid games out of those five. 21 points, 21 points, 19 points, and then two lower games there at Pittsburgh and at the Ravens. Two divisional games, so you can give that to him. But I do think like, he has the weapons with Amari Cooper and David Njoku. That's a good start. Maybe they add some more pieces. We'll see how, how they change there but also the change of offensive coordinator to Ken Dorsey is really what is getting me, I, me thinking that Watson's going to make a big bounce back for fantasy here. Dorsey has worked with two quarterbacks in his NFL career. It was Cam Newton during his prime 2013 to 2017. And then Josh Allen from 2019 to 2023. Like, I feel like if you're comparing any, any quarterback to a Josh Allen type specifically, it is Deshaun Watson, that really big guy, but who's also very mobile could truck people and has a very strong arm. Like they are similar players. So I do think Watson's going to start running the ball more. We did start to see that a bit more in this, in this 2023 season than we saw in 2022, but that's what he's going to have to do. Right. And I do think with Ken Dorsey, we're going to see that we're going to see him passing a lot more often than because The Browns were so focused on giving the ball to Nick Chubb, right? And then also when they do run, I do think that Watson's going to get a decent, solid chunk of that. We saw that with Dorsey, with the Bills. The Bills had the second fewest rush attempts by running backs among all teams during the span that Dorsey was OC with the Bills. And I... That's what's making me think here. He's going to run a lot more. They're going to give him more passing opportunities. He's going to be going down the field a lot more with his arm. We know he has a strong arm. We know that's what Dorsey likes to do. So I think Watson has a nice bounce back year, top eight or so quarterback this upcoming year.
0: Yeah, you make really good points with Ken Dorsey. I feel like it's going to be a little bit boom or bust with the Sean Watson, but given the where you're going to get him in drafts, I think there's a value there, right? The thing is, very interestingly, Joe Flacco down the stretch was a top fantasy football QB yeah. in this old style of offense. And Deshaun Watson, we know the biggest thing is he can stay on the field. And he had the suspension in his first year. He couldn't stay on the field in his second year. And now he's breaking into a new offense. So Deshaun Watson is very tempting. And like you said, it's hard to want to draft him, right? You said you didn't want him on your team. Like, I think you have to get him at the right spot. Someone else might jump on him because of the name, right? But if you can get him down between QB 10 and 15, somewhere there, if you're not totally hot on your number one guy, say, and you want to have maybe a situation where you can play the matchups or have an upside quarterback that you think, because often when I draft quarterbacks and I wait and wait and wait, often the second guy outscores the first guy, and I end up starting him a lot of the time. So, when we look at that, I think he's one of those, right? I, I think, yes, they're in theory with all that's going on. But keep in mind, I think they have to do some things with their weapons here. Elijah Moore didn't really come through as much. Amari Cooper's getting a year older. David is fine, but I'm not sure how it will be used, right? Is it going to be more of that committee approach we saw with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, with Ken Dorsey? So are we going to see some things go away? Is this going away from the running game is really best idea. And I'm not sure if Deshaun Watson, but Cam Newton and Josh Allen are all-time runners. Watson's a very good scrambler, but I haven't seen that as part of his game in the second iteration yet, all that much. So look, I think this environment and Dorsey and all that step up here, Watson. It comes down to Watson and his motivation, right? I mean, there's talks about can the Browns get out of this? There's some rumors that they're looking at a new quarterback. So it really is a make or break year for Deshaun Watson. I think that's how you have to explore it in fantasy. Now, I also think it's a bit of a make or break year for this other quarterback from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. Now, I was highly disappointed in this season. I was expecting some big things from him and the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars, I thought at least we're going to repeat in the division and make the playoffs, but. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, just was struggling, but what gives me some encouragement is what he did down the stretch. I understand Calvin Ridley is a free agent. We're not sure if he's going to be back, but Calvin Ridley was very volatile. And I think he had to figure it out a little bit late when Christian Kirk went down and it took him a while. And you look at the last five or six games, that's where you saw the Trevor Lawrence produce that you thought was going to produce for much of 2023. So, and I also think their offense kind of let him down a little bit where they didn't kind of be creative and open things up. Well, I think they're going to learn from the mistakes there, Doug Peterson. So look, I, I, he's got, just got too much talent to me. And if I'm going to take a shot on a guy that's similar to Watson, I think I prefer Lawrence a little bit more because I think I know he's dedicated. He's trying to get that biggest contract as the number one overall pick. He's got to get re-signed. There's going to be some motivation. He's, got a very good pedigree. He's a winner. We know that. So QB 17, QB 13 last year, I think he easily finishes in the top 12 this year. He's just too good. And we'll see some of the positive regression with his rushing production as well. And I think they'll figure out the weapons. I think they have a few keepers here. If Kirk's back, Ingram's back, we'll see what they do about Ridley. I think they're going to upgrade their offensive line as well. I think I'm just looking at the body work down the stretch last few games. I think that translates really well here for Trevor Lawrence. Look, he wants the big payday. He wants to be the highest quarterback paid in this league. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are setting a standard here right now from their draft. So it really comes down to Lawrence playing well. And I think having that bit of motivation also is going to have him execute because there's a lot of things also, Michelle if you watch his game last year, he left a lot on the table. There was a lot of plays that he could have made that he didn't make that he should have made with his talent. So I think he's going to execute a lot better this season.
1: Yeah, he should. Right. I mean, with the talent that he had coming out of school, we just really haven't seen that consistently Yeah, We've seen some flashes, some really good games, some really good spans. Right. But at the same yeah. time, I think he's been a pretty big bust compared to what he was supposed to be. I'll say that like, he's still a a solid quarterback in this league. He's going to be here for a long time, but with what he was supposed to be, I don't think he's close to that. He needs to start getting there, right? Like if he's going to get to that level, it has to be in this fourth season. I mean, how much longer are you going to wait for a guy to be elite? Um, But yeah, he has the weapons. I'm upset that they didn't move on from their offensive coordinator. I would have liked that. I don't think the play calling was fantastic. I will say a big part of Trevor Lawrence, not scoring a ton of points in the, the first half of the year, Trevor uh, uh, Travis Etienne was just stealing like two touchdowns yeah. every game. It was like two yeah. touchdowns, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. Yeah. So you know that could have changed pretty easily there, and we could see that go to the quarterback side. And then also he was injured for a large yeah. part of that year. I mean, he played through multiple injuries. So yeah, I'm fine with taking another shot on him. He'll go late next year. Uh, I prefer Watson over Lawrence uh, in a guy that's going to rebound. But I still I could see that from Lawrence. We're gonna get into our sleeper tier quarterbacks that we think we can rebound. These are not guys we're excited to draft. Don't get us wrong, but they are guys that we could see have a solid year next year that you can draft super late in your draft. Uh, but first we have to hear from another one of our sponsors. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals, almost of tickets, and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. I have used the Game Time app many, many, many times. I used to wake up on Sunday morning, morning before the Steelers games, buy tickets at the last moment. I knew they were the cheapest I could find out there and always super reliable and easy to use. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Vinny, you're this one guy, you know, I do not like whatsoever. Uh, but go ahead, talk about him. Why in his 100th season in the NFL will he finally be decent for fantasy?
0: Well, first of all, I can't promise you that I didn't pick this guy on purpose. Uh, also, I had Trevor Lawrence too, and he didn't make you happy for a lot of last season either. So I, I had to go for a double dip, but also I didn't pick this guy because he'll make our uh, boss here on the network, Ross Jackson, happy because he's a New Orleans Saint. He is from Locked On Saints, Derek Carr. So Derek Carr is my choice and this might seem very odd but if you look at his last five games of last season there's something that went on with the light here i know it's a different offense but i actually think this offense is much better they were really tired with this pete carmichael jr stuff that they had carrying over from sean payton So what do they do? You borrow from the offense that you should be borrowing from, the 49ers. Clint Kubiak comes over. He's, of course, Gary's son. He had some time in Minnesota up there and helped. So we've seen some production in relation to this offense with Kirk Cousins and the transition there. We've seen some with Brock Purdy, right? And who's very similar to both of those quarterbacks? It's Derek Carr. Now, I'm not saying... This might be the best coordinator fit in Carr's career, but look, it's a lot better than Josh McDaniels. That was a disaster, and they sat him. It was just too complicated. For Derek Carr, it has to be simple. I mean, he's not the quarterback that can process a lot of things the way other guys do, because what does he do? He often, if he sees coverage, he's hesitant, right? He's not going to throw into coverage. He needs plays to be designed for him where the guys get open, And he's not doing a lot of the work. And the the after-the-catch ability in this offense, we know from the 49ers, is pretty critical. So getting people in position to really open it up. And we know if Clay Kubiak came from Christian McCaffrey, you know, Alvin Kamara is a little bit in decline, but I still think he has that ability as a receiver to help out there. I think you saw Derek Carr and Chris Olave really get on the same page last year. I think they'll move on from making Michael Thomas a thing. What else did you see develop? Derek Carr and Rashid Shaheed started to become on the same page, right? In the downfield throwing, I think you'll see more of A.T. Perry, who seemed to also come along there with Derek Carr. They didn't try to force a lot of things with him. They got to even some tight ends involved late in the season. So I, I think there was a little bit of light going on. I knew it was going to be struggle early for Derek Carr. I think... Again, he settled into the offense they had, settled into the players around them they had. Now I think he gets a superior system. And I also think the Saints team has been a good defense for a while, right? I don't think they're going to be that good anymore. Like, I think there's some fading parts of this defense that we've seen, and the Saints are going to put up some more numbers. So, look, you're not going to get any rushing from Derek Carr. We know that. That's zero, absolutely zero. It all has to be in the passing game. But we have a coordinator now in Kubiak, who has done it and helped guys before as an offensive coach put up some numbers. So you may not be the juiciest, but look, you're not looking for much for Derek Carr and he could be a decent value for you.
1: Yeah, just let him stand, waivers. He can be uh, one of those guys that you play in good matchups. Derek Carr is literally just a more annoying and way more expensive Baker Mayfield in the terms of they can have spans of games where they have nice games where, you're like, wow, he can play quarterback. And then as soon as you start to trust in him, just completely falls on his face. And that's Derek Carr his entire career. So, well, I think, no way am my He I might trust be cheaper than Baker Mayfield,
0: right? He might actually be cheaper uh, than Baker. Baker will be
1: super cheap, too. Though. Baker, I mean, Baker cheap. and
0: Geno. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think he's just worth a dart on just because there's a lot of weapons. It's a good offensive system and he's good enough. Like, I don't think he's going to blow you away. I think you are looking at, I'm looking at just getting finished in the top 14 of QBs. That's kind of his ceiling. That's all we're looking for down here, right? We're looking for someone. If you wanted to put in a matchup based system with another quarterback, that'd be good. And look, I play in some 14 team leagues. Like, I wait as long as possible for quarterback to find someone. I mean, I won a title with Geno Smith a couple years ago. This is the type of guy. This is the candidate I'm looking for, the Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield type from the last two years. And I think Derek Carr, for me, look, those guys weren't exciting either, and they end up being good for fantasy. But you have one that uh, I will say is one of my public enemies, so we're even (laughs) on this one.
1: Yeah. So like if I'm going to completely punt on the position and take someone, I'm going to take someone that has higher upside than quarterback 14. I mean, we know that okay. with Derek Carr. So, I mean, in 2022, Daniel Jones is the guy that I could see having a bounce back again, nobody exciting, but he was a quarterback. Nine in both total points and points per game in the 2022 season. Right, Jones is 289 fantasy points in 2022. We're more than Derek Carr has had in any season in his entire career. So I don't care that you know my uh, McDaniel's was Josh McDaniel's was bad for Carr. Like he's had many, many years now and he's never done anything. But, uh, so Jones this last season, obviously he got injured in week five. He only played four games in 2023 before that week five injury came back like in week nine for like five seconds, but then was done. Right. He had a lot of new weapons, a lot of young weapons too, but then new with Darren Waller as well. And not really any time to warm up to them. Right. Cause he's, again, only played those first four full games of the 2023 season. Two of those four games was against the Cowboys defense and the 49ers defense. That's pretty brutal. He had a huge game against the Cardinals, scoring over 30 fantasy points. And then, yeah, he was bad against the Seahawks again in week four. I'm not trying to say his season was good it was atrocious but I do think he can get back on track to scoring fantasy points right now they have a good foundation of wide receiver twos and threes right with Wanda Robinson Jalen Hyatt Darius Slayton like those are fine wide receiver twos and threes but they still need a wide receiver one the great news is they have a decent amount of cap space and then also the sixth overall pick so if they want a wide receiver one, they're going to be able to get it there at their six overall pick in this class, right? Or maybe they take Brock Bowers if they move on from uh, Darren Waller. But I will say I do like Daniel Bellinger, too, as a young tight end. So I think he has solid pieces there. They just need that one true target for him. Brian Dable's still there to call the plays. We know he's a very good play caller if he has a quarterback that can just be somewhat decent. And I think Daniel Jones bounces back with his rushing ability. That's really what it comes down to, right? He, he runs the ball. He can score rushing touchdowns. And he has a big arm for uh, you know some random big place.
0: Yeah, I think this is a desperation season for Daniel Jones because he got the investment, right? If he flops again and he can't stay healthy, it's it. That's it, right, for the Giants franchise quarterback status. It's gone. It's kind of like Geno Smith, like regressed a little back, but the difference is Daniel Jones is a younger quarterback, right? So I think the Giants had a little bit more – upside feeling with him and now he's got to show a lot of that i just think there's a lot of things that have to fall into place because we know he's going to lose one of his key receiving targets there in saquon barkley we know that's not going to happen so they have to be a good thing though yeah look they got to rebuild some things there their offensive line stinks away from andrew thomas so that's a concern and yeah i'm not sure what you're going to get with the receiver and where i'm saying with Derek Carr, at least i know i have chris Olave. As a legitimate number one and building around that, and a pretty good number two in Shahid. So I'm not comparing these two directly, but I think there's I, – I do like the concept of Jones right now. Like, I like what he can do, right? But is he going to get everything he needs from the Giants to do this? Are they going to rebound call and plays? Like, uh, they, they struggled all around offensively last year. Scheme-wise, personnel-wise, blocking-wise, inconsistency-wise, it was a disaster for the Giants last year. So I think it was a little less of a disaster for the Saints, and they've got some offensive upside. But look at the Giants. Look, the biggest thing with Daniel Jones that gives him a lot of excitement is the running ability. If they kind of unleash that a little bit, yeah. then you've got that boost in scoring that can push him up the boards pretty quickly if he can stay healthy on the field. So yeah, I think these are all overall good candidates. I mean – Nothing is perfect, right? That's why we targeted these guys. And there's a lot to be answered in the off season with all these players as well. So, it, any uh, final thoughts on your QBs? Uh, who do you feel most confident about of those top three that you mentioned?
1: Well, obviously Kyler Murray. There, yeah. I, I'm going to have Kyler Murray ranked probably as a, a top four quarterback at worst.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to take the easy answer, Mahomes. Like I think all these other four guys, a little bit of volatility. But that's why it's so much fun. And we're going to keep looking at this all throughout the offseason. Don't worry. By the time we get to August, we'll figure out exactly where these guys should be on the board, right? For now, we're looking forward. A lot of changes have been made. I mean, most of the league has changed offenses in the last year and a half, two years. So that gives us a lot to think about, a lot more to process as fantasy analysts, and we'll do that. So... And our next time, we will look at the running backs there. So check us out there. We'll do a pick six of running backs we like to rebound. We'll go through the tiers as well. We'll go through RB1s, RB2s, some deeper sleepers there for you to look at. So just getting started in this NFL offseason for this edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer.
1: And I'm Michelle Maju. Bye, y'all.